Welcome to Dieter's Canadian Junior Football Podcast, bringing you features, interviews, and opinion. Lots of opinion on everything Canadian Junior Football. Happy Remembrance Day, folks. Um, Monday morning, uh, we're lucky to live in a country where uh, things are pretty wonderful, pretty cool, and so many people have, so many men and women have fought for us, continue to fight for us. Uh, I, I don't give that nearly enough thought, so. Um, also, uh, thoughts and, and prayers go out to London Beefeaters. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they're mourning the loss of, of a player this week, Austin Allen Carruthers. Uh, far, far too young to, to lose a young man. I don't know circumstances, uh, but I've been there on two different occasions with my previous team, losing a player during the course of the season, and it's uh, horrible. Um, sure teaches the value of family and, and team right now. Um, we are just over, just under a week away from the Canadian Bowl. Um, I should talk about the game, and I might, I'm gonna, but I'm going to try to keep this to a 30-minute podcast. The annual general meeting of the league will take place on the Thursday and the Friday, uh, open to the public. I don't suggest you go. It's dull as paint. Very little gets accomplished there. Um, the teams walk in frustrated that nothing's getting done, walk out frustrated that nothing got done. Frustrated that, um, yeah, just frustrated. And uh, the only thing I will say to the teams, guys and gals, some of this is on you. You've got to try to institute what you want done. Um, and I don't think the teams really know what they want done because they just, you know, they're so busy trying to run their own teams, as I've said a million times before. Um, I am really rambling on this, really, really rambling on this. Um, every time I talk, I come back to the U20, and as, as I said months ago, I probably would, and I'm doing it again. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Ontario. Uh, if... I think some of those folks there are, are maybe looking at the outside influences of football in that province and thinking maybe this guy's onto something, maybe he's not. Um, but enough other teams there are happy to be just be members of the Canadian Junior Football League, and if they don't ever win a Canadian title, they're fine with it. Hey, who am I to say? Good on you. Um, so let's put Ontario off to the side. Uh, history lesson. Let's talk about the business of football, and I and I talked in a lengthy, lengthy bot pod, pod, lengthy, spit it out, Blake, lengthy blog last week about the business of football, and I talked about the fact that in the National Hockey League, they have measures in place to protect this, to help the small market teams. The, the National Hockey League has acknowledged that some of those teams could not possibly compete with the other teams. Teams like Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, Winnipeg could not compete with the Arizonas, the Las Vegases because of their uh, tax uh, benefits. The New York Rangers, they could not compete. The CJFL has no such thing. You know, I got... I had a few people from Saskatchewan reach out to me with direct messaging, and uh, some of them agreed with me. Some of them actually did. Uh, when I say some, I think two. A um, couple lamented the uh, lack of opportunity for high school players in Saskatchewan and, and would love to see more teams. Um, but some 
you know, said, hey, why are you trying to tear down the hilltops? Uh, every team should, you know, the rest of the league can't keep up. Why would you try to bring down the hilltops? The hilltops aren't the problem. Um, first off, to the hilltops, I think you all know this, you are not the problem. You are, if every organization was able to get to even close to the level of what you are, wow, things would be wonderful. I have all the respect for the hilltops. But you are the New York Rangers. You are the the um, uh, London Golden or the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. It's just different. The rest of the other teams are the Winnipeg Jets. They cannot compete. You have done. You have accomplished full measure with the the legacy that came before you, um, with the history and grassroots football and the alumni that that came before you to, to give your alumni the interest in the football team that exists that can't be replicated today by anybody else because, as you know, spectator sports isn't, isn't what it used to be. Football isn't what it used to be. You can't duplicate what the Hilltops did. Sorry, it cannot be done. You were the New York Rangers. And I know the New York Rangers don't win Stanley Cups, but the reason they don't win Stanley Cups all the time is because the rules in the NHL and they've leveled the playing field. But if there were no rules like that in the NHL, like I said, the Winnipeg Jets wouldn't exist. Um, anybody that direct messages me from Saskatchewan uh, saying, you know, the other team should do what the Hilltops do. Sorry, folks, I've been around this league 27, 28 years. I've studied it. I've talked to 60, probably, yeah, I've probably talked to 60, maybe 70 high schools across the uh, the prairies and a little bit into Ontario in the last 12 months. I've talked to, I've had several conversations with U Sport coaches, um, with Chief Executive Officer of U, Officer of U Sport Media. Um, anybody in Saskatchewan, whether directly involved with the team or not directly involved with the team, uh, that says the other team should do what the Hilltops do. Folks, to be blunt, you don't know what the F you're talking about. Do some research. It's not possible. So, I'll, I'll, I'd love to. Hey, if somebody wants to do a podcast with me, as long as you've got some uh, affiliation with an organized league, and uh, be it minor football, uh, you know, Saskatchewan minor football, football Saskatchewan, I'd love to. I'll, there's an open invitation. I'll do a podcast and I'll debate this all day long. Um, let's give you a hist- let's give you a history lesson. Let's talk about the business of football. And again, why I think our league has to, and again, everything that I'm going to talk about would work better in a U-20 situation. But let's talk about the business of football. Let's talk about the Winnipeg Rifles. History lesson. Up until the late 70s, uh, they were part of the, what was called the Mansask League. When I say they, a Winnipeg team. The Mansask League consisted of the Hilltops, the Rams, and then the teams in Winnipeg, who were the Winnipeg Hawkeyes, the St. Thomas Mustangs, Fergary Lions, St. James Rods, four teams. Rods, Hawkeyes, Mustangs, Lions, yeah, four teams. Years of getting shit-kicked by the Saskatchewan teams, I'm assuming, 
prompted the Winnipeg teams to tell Saskatchewan, hey, we're going to form our own conference, get lost. Uh, Manitoba teams formed their own four-team loop. Saskatchewan teams were forced to go to the Alberta teams and say, hey, can we come on in? That's how the Prairie Football Conference was formed in about 78. The Manitoba teams uh, played off, probably had, I know, in fact, I know the league was very competitive, but inevitably, anytime they got to the Prairies for interconference game, they got the shit kicked out of them. Because nine times out of ten, they were playing a Regina or Saskatoon team, one team in Saskatoon, one team in Regina, four teams in Winnipeg. I know population base, you may go, well, Winnipeg's out much bigger than Saskatoon or Regina. Yeah, population-wise it is, but it didn't have enough football, high school football feeding those teams. So on a per capita basis, their talent was way watered down. Should have been less teams, where I'm going this, less teams in Manitoba. In uh, 95, 96 or so, the, over the years, the Manitoba Junior Football Conference fell apart. Last team standing were the Winnipeg Hawkeyes. They came to the PFC hat in hand, asked in, got in, uh, after a couple years folded because they were required to pay travel subsidies to the PFC teams to come in, and that wasn't feasible. So they went by the wayside. Uh, a few years later, along comes the Winnipeg Rifles, and here we are today. Uh, rifles, you know, they're competitive to a degree in in uh, Winnipeg, but you know, just like the Alberta teams, um, have a bit of a tough go because of football in Saskatchewan, and um, so be it. There's always going to be a couple stronger teams, but from the business point, business standpoint of junior football, where I'm going with this is, the Winnipeg Rifles are one team on an island out in Winnipeg, six hours away from their closest team the Regina Thunder, eight hours to Saskatoon, and then a plane ride to Calgary and Edmonton. Winnipeg Rifles, like most other junior football teams, draw three, 500 fans a game, maybe less on some days. Chartering flights to go to Alberta for regular season games, to me, makes no sense. The league should be coming up with a business model that sees a couple teams in Winnipeg so that Winnipeg can have a, a legitimate rival at home. Two teams in Manitoba would make them more competitive with uh, Saskatchewan than they were with four teams. But wait a minute, Winnipeg is saying, whoa, 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 Roberts, why would we have two teams? Um, football in Saskatchewan, is, we, we can't compete now with one team. You're absolutely right. Let's look at the Prairies, let's look, or let's look at Saskatchewan. And I'll, I'll get into this more on future podcasts, but the reality of the situation is... Um, there are so many high school football players relative to other parts in the country graduating from Saskatchewan high schools on a per capita basis. Far, 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 far too many high school football players in Saskatchewan are left out in the cold. We should have more football teams in Saskatchewan. Whether it's one, two, I don't know exactly what the number is, but it's troubling that it's that there's no business model to grow football in Saskatchewan to give more of their young men an opportunity. And why aren't we doing that? Let's move over to Alberta. All the high school football teams there. We have one football team in Calgary. And I know people say, well, it doesn't compete that often with the best in the prairies. But why doesn't it? Okay, why does it compete with the prairies? And why is there only one football team for that large a population? 
what can be done in southern Alberta to get more young men playing football so that we have more junior football teams in southern Alberta. Let's go north. I don't know if there, if there, are, if there is room for a team in northern Alberta, Grand Prairie or Fort Mac, I don't know. Um, but the fact that there's not really, really a business plan to see how that would work, I don't know. Um, the Edmonton team, the two Edmonton teams, um, you know, those are two teams that often get overlooked. They don't win a lot of national championships, but invariably at least one of them is competitive and, and giving and, and is right there for the PFC championship. Um, they maybe don't get enough credit. Um, two, two junior football teams in a city that size, I would love to, and, and maybe I'm going to work on it, and, and have those two teams on a podcast one day and, and talk about football and, in Edmonton. Um, maybe the rest of the league should be looking at that as the perfect size model. If, if every city on a per capita basis of the number of high schools playing football looked at what Edmonton did, um, would be interesting, wouldn't it? BC, my, my home province now. Um, I am really spitballing stuff. I'm throwing things all over the map here, but this weekend, the Langley Rams will give the Saskatoon Hilltops a go. They might beat them. They've built a team to do it. Uh, but they have done it by recruiting uh, players from other junior football teams that played for teams that couldn't compete. And they did it by bringing players back from university. Um, and these players coming back from university at 21 and 22 years old, mostly I think all 22, took spots away from young players who had been sitting on the bench the year before and were maybe biding their time. Uh, I do not blame the Langley Rams one bit. If I was with the Rams board of directors, I'd have been working my butt off to get more of those players. I would have been doing exactly what they did. In fact, I was on the board with uh, the Okanagan Sun, and I did that then. Uh, you have to do it to compete. If you want to beat, if the, Sask if the Langley Rams have any hope of beating the Saskatoon Hilltops this weekend, they had to do exactly what they did this past offseason. Or they'd be getting rolled this weekend. Or maybe they wouldn't even have won BC, I don't know. So I'm not blaming the Langley Rams one bit. And make no mistake about it, a certain percentage of those players that came back from university and otherwise are being compensated to play for the Langley Rams. I don't know exactly how much players are being compensated and what forms they always take, uh, nor am I blaming the Langley Rams. There are no rules in place to prevent it, and I don't necessarily think there should be. So again, I'm not blaming the Rams, but my point is the model of junior football, when, when one league because of the amount of teams in that conference, the only chance they have to compete to win a national championship is to do what they're doing. Is that a healthy model? Is that a sustainable model? You go around the BC football conference, how many of those teams can afford to do it? Guys, look yourselves in the mirror and be honest with yourselves. Look in the mirror and say, ask yourselves, can we really win a national championship? Can we be financially successful? doing what the Langley Rams are doing 
to win a national championship. You probably can't. In fact, I know you can't. And while some teams in the BCFC can do it, if, well, let me, let me I'm going to back up. If I'm all wet on the U20 concept, and so be it, the other option is go balls to the walls, uh, 22 and under league, let's compete with U Sport, let's go after the best players, let's increase our budgets, let's offer to pay some more players, let's maybe offer a scholarship for some that want to be plumbers, and let's, let's, let's up our game, BC, let's go after Let's go after the PSC. Let's try to win some national championships. Let's all collectively take a step forward to try to do it. Fair enough. But think for a second how much more expensive that's going to be. And think for a second how many of our teams in BC can actually afford to do it. Right now, you have, we have six teams in BC. And on a per capita basis, no conference does better for getting players in the field than BC does. But if you're wanting to compete with the Prairies and win a national championship, think about the money you're going to have to spend to do it and think about how many of the teams in BC can really keep up. We're going to lose two teams, possibly three. And that is a fact. Because if the Langley Rams don't win this weekend, or even if they do, but especially if they don't, they lose a close game, they're going to get a little more aggressive and they're going to say, God, we were so goddamn close. And the floodgates are going to open up a little bit more financially for that football team to either get over the hump and win next year because they didn't win this year or to win again. And other teams in the BCFC to keep up are going to have to do it. And one team's going to do it, two teams are going to do it, three teams are going to do it, maybe four teams are going to do it. But there are some teams in, our, in the BC Football Conference that cannot possibly keep up. So the BC Football Conference has to make a decision. Do we want to be financially stable and provide more young men an opportunity to play football? Or do we want to win? There's no middle ground, folks. You know, uh, I was talking to a, to a high school, to a junior coach in, in our conference the other day, and while he's going, okay, maybe, you know, junior football is a mess, uh, U sport's a mess. Okay, if you're right on this U20 that it would be competitive, there, but he says there's not enough good high, there's, high school football in BC is not very good. I relayed this message to my wife, and right away, first thing she said was, well, isn't it your job to make these players better? What's your role here? Shouldn't you get over yourselves? Very valid question. Maybe high school football in BC isn't good enough, but can we provide an opportunity? Can we provide something better for these young guys where they want to keep playing and where we get them all? She also said... Uh, she said, wasn't Tom Brady not good enough? He was a third-string quarterback, seventh-round draft pick. He wasn't good enough, but he got his opportunity. I said I was going to be rambling a little bit here, but again, if we just look in the West, we got a team in Winnipeg all by itself that logically should have 
a natural rival in its city to give players north and south or, you know, however you want to split the city up and not split it up, but I mean, give players an opportunity. Two teams in Winnipeg would be better for a million reasons to give people more junior football to watch, to give an opportunity for players not to have to drive halfway across the city for a, for a practice. But again, Winnipeg with two teams in its present form could not compete with the Prairies. Not for a second am I saying that the Winnipeg Rifles should be burdened with a competitor in their city. But there should be more teams in Saskatchewan, Alberta as well. I listened to podcast, or not a podcast, a halftime interview of the uh, London-Saskatoon game last week, and the interviewer asked the commissioner of the Canadian Junior Football League what is the league doing to increase the level of competition in the league? Um, because, they, as we know, the beef eaters got worked. Um, and Jim Pankovich, the commissioner, his answer, I'm sorry, was absolutely laughable and shows what's wrong with this league. Jim's response was, well, we're, we're providing better quality film for the players to provide opportunities for them. I don't know what the farm animals that meant. And, and then he said, ultimately, at the start of every year, 18 teams have an opportunity to win a national championship. That is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. Um, if you've got any involvement along, involved, if you've got any involvement at all with the Canadian Junior Football League, you know that two to four teams every year have an opportunity to win a national championship, and that's it. Another five or six are dreaming. They're 60 to one long shots. The rest don't even belong on the same field with the best. If you watch this, if you watch that, and, and Jim also said, um, he, you know, he said about how that game was closer at, at halftime. You know, a few bounces in Saskatoon or London would have been right there. That game could have been 100 if Saskatoon had tried, guys. With all due respect to the beef eaters and, and Jesse Maddox, he's a smart football coach. He doesn't have the tools. Um, he doesn't have the, the, the opportunity. He doesn't, when I say he doesn't have the tools, he is the football climate to get the best players in London. He, he's climbing uphill. That game could have been 100. If the Hilltops had, had kept their foot on the throat, and uh, I talked to Maddox, and uh, he thinks they could have put 200 up on Niagara. There's a problem with this league, the, the discrepancy. So the concept that the CGFL is doing great things by the players to by providing film, and that uh, 18 teams have a national have a chance to win a national championship, it's a fucking joke. Our, beasts, our, our teams are going to go into the AGM, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, and, and they're not happy with the direction the league has taken. There's the problem right there, folks. The league has no vision and no leadership. But it's partly on you because you don't have a vision of what you want either. It's hard to hold the commissioner's feet to the fire when really you just grumble under your breath about things not being good Um and, being, and complaining about the league just always asking for feedback and not really accomplishing anything. You guys have to get together. You guys have to get in a room and decide what you want. Again, if, if the CGFL is happy being an 18-team league where one or two teams beat the crap out of everybody else every year and, and where a national semi -game, semifinal game is a blowout or a national championship is a blowout, if you're, if you're happy with this, so be it. It's not the worst thing in the world. Absolutely not the worst thing in the world. But, or, or do you want, yeah, let, let's go back, okay? This, 
last week's game between Saskatoon and London could just as easily have been the national championship if Langley and, and Saskatoon were playing off in a national semifinal. This, that game last week could have been the national championship. If you're happy, our national championship being a 51-to-1 blowout where a 35-point point spread in the national championship as is, I think, the average score when Ontario meets uh, West. If you're happy with that, then absolutely keep doing what you're doing, folks. Fine. It's not the worst thing in the world. Or, or, as some people in the West have said, you know what, let's spend more money, let's go after the U-sport players, Let's go after the players that want to be plumbers and pipe fitters or even pay scholarships for the U-sport kids to go to university. And, and let's become a breeding ground for, for the CJFL or for the CFL, rather. Let's, let's, let's amp it up. Fair, so be it. Be aware you're going to lose some teams because too many teams can't possibly compete with that. Or do you want to get more young men playing football? Do you want to, do you want to grow this league to... 21, 22, 25 teams. That will not work as an 18 to 22 league. Will not, will not. So my suggestion, my advice is decide what you want to do. Come up with a business plan and really come up with a business plan. Don't, don't Mr. Commissioner, form little focus groups like you do every year and ask for feedback and the teams will, the, the, the organizations will branch off into two or three groups during the next two or three months, and then those will fade away into silence. Nothing will get happened because it happens every year. you got to have a business plan, guys, of what you want to do. It just makes sense. Because what you're doing now is not working. You've got in, and I said I wasn't going to talk about Ontario, you got six teams in Ontario, uh, Windsor, Hamilton, and London doing reasonably good things based upon what the tools they got. I think there's some hope for London or for uh, Ottawa. In fact, I know there is based upon the, everything else they're doing with their football domes and everything. Hopefully they get, get, get their shit together. But you got two teams in the league that don't belong. You've got Niagara, who I'm assuming you're punting. Um, and you got GTA, sorry, I, GTA, you try, but like, sorry, you just, it, it's not junior football. Ontario, you got to think about who your franchises are and how they make you all better. And just having a team full of warm bodies does you no good. Prairies. Yeah, you're, you're winning national championship. You're the, you're the, you're the, the beacon. And who am I to say? Maybe the Edmonton teams are, you know, you're happy, you're chasing, um, you're, you know, you're not far behind, and in and, and any given year you got a shot. Maybe Calgary the same, but guys, history says no. If you really go back 25, 30 years, no, it's just, you're kidding yourselves. And again, the biggest thing for me is you got a team out in Winnipeg way out there by themselves. Does that really make sense when you're putting 300 people in the stands to watch a junior football game? Does it make sense to have a team every year flying to Alberta? Shouldn't you have a business model of how can we grow our franchise base? What will work? And maybe 22 and under will work. I don't think it will. But again... 
six teams across those three provinces, it's not good business, guys. And Winnipeg Rifles, be honest with yourselves. Be honest with yourselves how tough on you financially this is every year. I don't know, but I'm assuming. I'm assuming what your travel budget must be. And I know you don't want to go to the prairies and look like whiny bitches and say, yeah, you know what, there should be more teams in, in Saskatchewan and, and possibly in southern Alberta. I, I, you don't want it. I, nobody wants I get it. But you guys all have to, have to collectively give a shit. You have to look big picture. And lastly, again, in BC, yeah, you guys have six teams. Six teams in a province where there's 46 high schools playing football is pretty damn impressive. But you guys, like teams on the prairies, and here I'm spitballing again, some of your teams, and it's going to happen to the Okanagan Sun, it's going to happen to West Shore, it's going to happen to VI, it's going to happen to, to Valley. You're all maybe, maybe, maybe VI, you're, you're close. Sorry, I dropped my headphone there. VI, you're close, and you're thinking, okay, we're, we're just a couple players away from giving Langley a go. You're going to get kicked in the nuts because you're going to lose a player to, to U-Sport, and it's going to set you back which brings back the whole U22 model. Does it make sense where teams, just when they're starting to get over a hump, lose key talent? I don't know. In fact, that's going to happen, as I said, that's going to happen to teams in the prairies as well. And I know a couple of teams that's going to happen to because I've talked to U-sport coaches. In the next uh, two and a half weeks, there's going to be some major talent committing to U-sport who have time left with junior teams. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. I'm, I'm spitballing. But like I said, BC. You're not... BC, the BC football conference team, you're not happy. There is, a, there is an underlining theme there to just play provincially. There's at least a couple of teams there that say, why don't we just pull out and just, just play provincial football? Oh, Ontario. There's going to be a motion on the table to uh, limit or ban completely out of province recruiting of some sort. Ontario, if you think your problems can be solved by keeping the BC teams from recruiting the 10 or 12 players that are right now in BC from Ontario, if you think that's going to solve your problems, if, if you care enough about winning that you want to stop 12 players from going to BC, you think that's going to solve your problems? You're freaking delusional. Anyway, I am completely all over the map here. Um, probably going to upload this podcast anyway. My coffee's cold. Would love to hear from you uh, if you have something intelligent to say. If you don't, yeah, I'll hear from you anyway. Thanks for listening to Dieter's Canadian Junior Football Podcast. If you liked what you heard, or even if you didn't, tell your friends. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook.